You're listening to The Manifest Podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, a creative entrepreneur, and a manifestation expert. Over the last decade, I have inspired millions of people all over the world about emotional empowerment, intuitive wisdom, and heart-based healing. So in this show, every single week, I'm going to deliver you a brand new dose of inspiration to connect with the magic of the universe and to manifest your dreams. Are you ready? This is going to be fun. Let's get started. Hello there and welcome back to today's episode of the Manifest Podcast. It is always a pleasure to be here with you. And I want you to do a quick check-in, see how you're feeling, what's going on in your heart right now? What are some of the emotions that are coming up for you? And then ask yourself what you would like to understand or spark within your heart as a result of listening to this episode in its entirety. Because more often than not, we put on a podcast because we are seeking inspiration. And I know for a fact that millions of you that have listened to the Manifest podcast over the last four years are seekers. You are on a journey of transformation. You are spiritual or you are interested in either mindset tips or metaphysics or mysticism in some way, shape or form. And that's what I'm here for. This is my work in the world to help facilitate the awareness that your emotions are creating your reality, whether you are looking for high performance meditation, or you are looking for simple and easy manifestation tips. That's what we're here for. And so today I want to talk to you about how your emotions are the gatekeepers to your manifestations and how you can actually do a really fun exercise of tracking back to your patterns of feelings and then seeing what manifests. And don't be fooled though, so many of you have been, how do I put this? You have been trained by the industry, the personal development, self-help industry, even society as a whole to suppress your emotions and not allow them the breathing space they need to flourish and then accept the invitation that your, inv your emotions are giving you to get a higher level of awareness. It's in embracing the wholeness of our emotions that our intuition is activated and we build that bridge to deep spiritual layers. And yet <laughs> we are in a society of distraction of scroll, scroll, scroll your social media feed or numb your feelings with various different levels and layers of addiction, everything from food to shopping to sex to whatever it is. And I'm not making that wrong, by the way. This is a space of non-judgment because we, we all venture down those paths at various times. But the goal is to remember your sovereignty because the current powers that be, <laughs> I don't know whether you've noticed, there is quite a spiritual war going on right now between, I don't want to, between love and fear. Let's just say that. And it is a spiritual war that has been going on since the dawn of time. This is nothing new, but it seems 
to have intensified over the last couple of years, especially with the beginning of the pandemic and how that has unfolded for humanity in the division that seems to be happening rather than the goal of going towards oneness and remembering that we're all in this together as a beautiful collective divine aspect of humanity. But, and I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you have experienced fear on some level, unless you have been living (laughs) on a rock or in a monastery that is disconnected from society, that there has been you know, some uncertainty and some um, thoughts of not knowing the outcome of today's society and where it's going because technology is advancing faster than it ever has before. But we have this beautiful ancient wisdom of technology within each and every one of us and we tend to underutilize it as a powerful resource and your emotions are your greatest superpower. They not only guide the way forward, but they can help you to learn from the mistakes of the past and they can help you connect with other humans on a really authentic and heart-based level. So when I speak about emotions as the gatekeepers to your manifestations, it's really about assessing how you guide your energy and your emotions. Are you aware of your emotions? Do you believe that you have any control over your emotions? Or are you going through a season of upheaval and sadness, which sometimes, in fact, oftentimes, is a rite of passage for many people. So if you are going through a rough patch right now, please know that you're not alone and that So many people go through times of sadness or grief or feeling just generally upset or unsettled by the state of their life. And what we don't realize, and sometimes we're incapable of seeing it in those moments where we're just so down and out and unmotivated and lacking inspiration, that you will get through this time. Your life, your emotions are seasonal. You are always growing and always changing and always willing to experience the beautiful spectrum of human emotion. And that sometimes if you're you're listening to this right now and you're really depressed, let's just say that your mindset is in a really low place. I want you to know something, that there are ways that you can leverage that emotion to just seek a little bit of a glimmer of hope for what's possible for the future, even in the awareness of knowing that it won't last forever, is comforting. And I've been there many times myself. I've experienced not only postpartum depression with um, after the birth of two of my children, I've had anxiety disorder. I've had it all. (laughs) So I'm qualified to be able to speak from my heart to yours to remind you that if you are depressed, if you are sad, if you are going through grief, that the grief and the joy can coexist. And we forget this, that it's not about waiting till you can have a happy week where you go seven days without crying and then you can manifest your dreams. I think that kind of thinking is utter BS. And the reason for that is that sometimes when you are down, you can be in your most creative, powerful mode. And 
that we've been done such a great disservice by many of the personal development so-called gurus out there that say, let's turn our back on negativity. Let's ignore those negative thoughts. But in reality, we need to embrace them. We need to throw our arms wide open and say to those negative thoughts, I'm here for you with a big hug because I trust that this season is moving through our life experience. So last year, and I know I've spoken a little bit about this on the show quite openly, last year, 2021, was one of the most difficult years emotionally that I have ever experienced in my nearly 43 years on the planet. I went through some of the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And it was really a struggle to remember my powers as a manifester and as a manifesting teacher. That was that was quite quite an interesting rite of passage to go through that it was allowing me to see the full spectrum of emotions and actually walk the talk because it was 2018 and 19 that I wrote my best-selling book Dear Universe 200 mini meditations for instant manifestations. And that to me was like a very um, how do I put it, very surface level, dip your toe in the water, adventure into emotion, right? There are incredible portals of connection to the universe through all of those 200 emotions listed in the book. There are 100 loved-based emotions, so aiming to feel inspired or uplifted or connected. And then there are 100 fear-based emotions listed, so you can you know, tune into how you're feeling, how you're currently feeling, if you're feeling disconnected or you're feeling lonely or depressed, and you can create that moment of connection with the universe. But it's there's only so much you can do on one page of the book. And that for me, when I wrote my next book, which is called Be the Love, Seven Ways to Unlock Your Heart and Manifest Happiness, which is coming out in May, it was an opportunity for me to really excavate the emotional work that was still required because what I could see was that the things that were manifesting in my life were somewhat muted because I was not embracing my emotions in, in a, from a space of a holistic perspective because there is so much to be hopeful about. There is so much to look forward to. And there's also so much to be grateful for right now in the present moment. But it's not about forcing yourself uh, from a space of toxic positivity to just smile, fake it until you make it, because that will break your heart like smashing a glass on the floor. It will. It's not realistic. And so the practice of coming back to a space of being okay with the shadow side of emotion versus the uplifting side of positivity, which is really great, the joy, the fun that you can bring to experiences, is to really be okay with what is. This is, uh, I believe, the, the teachings of Byron Katie, who's an incredible new thought writer. And she talks about accepting reality as it is, not trying to change it, that hustle mentality of strive, 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 let's try and transform and change and all of that, that's fine because we are transformational beings. But at the core of our souls, we need to remember that things are always changing anyway, whether we do anything about it or not. And sometimes you, sometimes you can strive for success so much that you burn yourself out and you are taken right back 
to square one. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200 back to the beginning. And so what do you do when you find yourself at that seeming rock bottom? Where do you go from there? Well, there's only one way, really, and that's up and around and within. You go within and you remember that if you are having repeated negative thoughts, offer yourself some compassion. See yourself from the outside, giving yourself a hug and nurturing yourself in the way that you need to. Be the love you wish to feel. Be the love even when you just want to cry it out all day. Be the love when you are fighting with your partner and you want a desired outcome and it's just not happening. Be the love. Trust that doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of perhaps what you shouldn't be doing. (laughs) So be kind to yourself. Uh, In the last 48 hours, (laughs) um, Sean bought, my my husband Sean, he's, he's my favorite person. He decided to go out and buy all of us bikes. And so he went out and then he came home and in the garage outside, he said, you all get bikes. You get a bike, you get a bike, you get a bike, you get a bike, like Oprah giving away the cars. It was really cute. Uh, And my girls had had bikes before, but these ones were a little bit bigger. And so on the first day, Lulu fell off the bike and she grazed both of her knees and her elbows. And I thought, oh, that's lucky. There was a lot of blood. And you know what it's like with kids and grazers. It's just, it's, it's painful. They cry it out and then the grazers scab up and it's just a rite of passage for the kid. And I thought, oh, she's so lucky. The next day, little Ava, my five-year-old, fell off the bike no grazes this time. She fractured her elbow. And I have had (laughs) four children. I've been a parent now for 21 plus years. (laughs) And I've never had a child with that had to have an x-ray for her bone. Thank God. Thank God. But I had said only 24 hours earlier, that exact statement that I've never had to go and get a child x-rayed for a broken bone. So the question is then posed, did I attract that experience? Did Ava attract that experience? Is there inherent meaning behind why two children fell off bikes and injured themselves all within a 24-hour space? And the answer to that is no. There does not have to be any inherent meaning. How I handle that, how I handle the guilt of them falling off, how I handle... Um, some of the, the blame that I have towards my husband because he was watching them, but he allowed them to go a little bit too fast. And even though he thought they were okay, they fell off the bike. So managing that emotion. And, and by the way, if you're listening to this, Sean Patrick Simpson, this, this is clean, <laughs> right? There's, there is no energy or anything like that behind what I'm saying. I'm just using it to illustrate in real time the emotions that you go through when you're dealing with a dynamic of injured children. (laughs) But again, and then we, we kick ourselves when things happen, right? We kick ourselves and then that generates an emotion. Last year, I was coming home from Target. It was a Sunday afternoon and I had my oldest daughter, Olivia, in the front seat with me. And this was when we still lived in Vegas, quiet neighborhood and I, you know, on my way home, I know the streets inside out. It was, there were no cars around. It was so quiet. 
and got to the stop sign of a four-way stop. I could see there were no cars coming and I could see, you know, up to a mile ahead of me, nothing, either side. And I didn't come to a complete stop at the stop sign. I I rolled forward without coming to a complete stop, turned the corner, and then I heard the sirens. And we all know what that's like when the police pull you over, (laughs) right? And I have never been pulled over by the police before. And so my anxiety, my adrenaline started rushing. I had to tell the police officer, oh, I've never been pulled over before. And then he wrote me a ticket for the citation. And he said, the 1st of November is your court appearance date. And I'm like, oh, that's my birthday. You know, like totally not honoring what's going on within, but putting on the brave face to... um, (laughs) to make light or bring humor to the situation, which is ridiculous when you think about it, because I mean, this guy was just clearly revenue raising. um, And, you know, I have no ill will towards the police, by the way, but there is like this sense of, oh, this, this twinge of, you know, maybe good girl syndrome of wanting to do the right thing. And so after that, I kicked myself emotionally that I got the ticket, $375 for a foolish mistake. I could do something else with that $375. And I just couldn't let it go. And then I stopped myself and thought, there is a beautiful lesson in this. There's a beautiful lesson in my awkwardness. There's a beautiful lesson in perspective that it's not the same for other people when they get pulled over by the police. And there is a lot of fear and anxiety around this too. And I really, I really grounded into the perspective that I'm, you know, that there is so much that I can do to manage emotions that I have, thank God, that, that money to be able to pay the ticket. I remember a time when I couldn't even feed my kids because I was living in poverty. If that had happened at that time, that would have ruined my year. That would have ruined my year. And so it's taken however many years now of me driving for me to be make one mistake and be pulled over by the police. So again, did I manifest and attract that? And <laughs> the days pre- prior to that, I had been playing Mario Kart, uh, this, <laughs> this funny game where you get chased by the police and then the game is not to get caught by the police. And I'd been playing that nonstop <laughs> because I was feeling a little bit sick with my husband, Sean, and my kids for two days. And I said to Sean when I got home, oh, man, I attracted that. I attracted it. But again, the things that you do on repetition have an emotional and energetic outcome. And then they happen for you, not to you. So, so many things like Ava and her elbow and her little radial fracture. She has to wear a sling for a month. Is it happening to her? or for her as a five-year-old, right? There are so many beautiful lessons. She is appreciating, uh, she's appreciating rest. She's appreciating the care and the nurturing that she's getting and the space to heal. That child navigated the, the incident and the injury with so much grace, so much peacefulness, so much surrender, even though she was crying and she was allowing herself to feel the emotion. She was still present with it. So here's the message. And I know that sometimes these lessons come out as quite convoluted. But here's the message. Even in your moments of pain, there can still be presence. 
even in your moments of upset, depression, uh, feeling like you're not good enough or you don't have the things that you need right now or that you're not as successful as you'd like to be, there is still an opportunity for presence and for the universe to work through you through various things that happen. I have so many instances of times where I want things to be different, right? When I was broke, when I was a single mother living on welfare, I wanted my life to be different. And then in the same way, when I was living in Las Vegas, I didn't like the house that I was living in. I wanted my life to be different. And there's some instances where there's a very clear window where you are given the clarity to know that you have all the powers that you need to make different choices in your life to then make the move that you need in the way that you feel intuitively guided to explore. Now, I can talk a lot about this because I've lived in many different places over the course of my life, but I believe that there's a different energy and signature pattern in each location that we reside in. For instance, I feel so much clearer when I live by the ocean than when I live in the desert. Right. But there is also a desert magic. And I I'm looking forward to spending time when I can uh, going and seeing my son in Las Vegas or spending more time in Sedona in Arizona, which I feel is a very strong soul home for me. But for me, on a daily basis, I need the water. I need the ocean. I need that um, visual reminder. It's almost a visual representation of the flow of emotions. The waves go up, the waves go down. It's the same echoed in human existence that we have emotions to serve us, that the tides of your life serve a purpose. And so next time you make yourself wrong for feeling like you're having a bad day or you're being too negative or you're being depressed, what would happen if you just showed yourself compassion and you're like, it's no big deal. It's not a big deal. Who cares? You haven't canceled your manifestations. I get people ask me that all the time. Sarah, have I canceled the manifestations because I spent an hour talking to my girlfriend about how much I can't stand my ex-husband? No, you haven't. The emotions need to move through you as long as they don't hurt anybody else. I really want to be clear about this. I'm not talking about offloading on your partner or your spouse because you want them to change and because you're trying to assert some kind of control because you feel powerless. This is not what I'm talking about. And this is why if you're listening to this podcast episode right now, you need to go and pre-order yourself a copy of my book called Be the Love. Be the love is all about taking self-responsibility so that you can manifest your own happiness on your own terms and what that looks like for you. And so when I was writing Be the Love and I was researching emotional responsibility, emotional visualizations and the power of emotions, there are seven lessons mapped out within the book that help you to gain the clarity that you need on a moment by moment basis. So you can remember to not hold yourself to such a high standard that is unattainable, right? You need to keep it real, keep it grounded, lower the stakes. And remember that joy can be your North Star. What would have to happen to make your life experience more fun? The things that you don't like, how can you bring joy to them if you have to do them right now? Whether it's your job, whether it's a relationship that's going through a little bit of a rough patch right now, whether it's a... a a way that you can show up in the world 
and you are taking tiny baby steps towards that desired outcome. This is how we gain clarity and momentum for our life's mission, vision, and purpose. And so every emotion is your opportunity to speak with the gatekeeper to what is next for you. And when you line up all of those emotions, you go to that place, that divine destiny, the place that you are meant to manifest because nothing manifests into your life unless it is meant for you. Good and bad and not so great and amazing and or inspiring and fabulous and inspirational. It's all meant for you. And there's nothing that you did to deserve it or to attract it. It just happens so that you can navigate the experience of emotion as the gatekeeper to your manifestation. So I, I hope <laughs> I hope that helped you today and guided you in some way. And I would love to hear about it if you would be so kind as to leave me a review on the podcasting platform that you're listening to this show on. That would mean the world to me. Or if you could take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. So often I reshare those people that tag me in the episode that means the most to them as well. That's a way that the essence and the intention of this show can grow and we can keep the community strong and inspired and remembering their own power to create their reality with their emotions, one feeling at a time. That's it from me for today. I love you. Thank you so much for being here with me. And until next time, happy manifesting. Hey guys, just before we go today, I wanted to let you know that my upcoming book, Be the Love, is available for pre-order. This book shares seven ways to unlock your heart and manifest happiness. I really poured my heart and my soul into every single page of this book and I can't wait to share it with you. So if you go to sarahprout.com forward slash BTL or pre-order over on Amazon, that would mean the world to me. Sending you so much love and don't forget to be the love.